was the Sunday Escape. See ya. See ya. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The financial secretary heaps praise on the national security law, saying it cemented Hong Kong's role as an international financial hub. The convener of the executive council says he's unlikely to remain at the top policymaking body when the new administration takes over and new COVID infections in Shanghai continue to fall. Financial Secretary Paul Chan has hailed the national security law, saying it's consolidated Hong Kong's role as an international financial centre. As Priscilla Ung reports, Mr Chan says the law has strengthened investors' confidence in the city. Writing on his weekly blog, Paul Chan said the national security law has restored stability and safety to the city after the 2019 social unrest, adding that people's rights and freedoms are now better protected. The figures say it all. Initial public offerings funds raised in Hong Kong exceeded $650 billion since the implementation of the law, accounting for an increase of over 30 percent from the same period before the enactment of the law, he wrote. He pointed out that the average daily turnover in the local stock market also jumped almost 60 percent, while the total deposits in Hong Kong's banking system rose almost 10 percent. Mr. Chen added that as an international financial hub, Hong Kong will plan ahead and adopt a number of risk management measures in view of the mounting geopolitical tensions. He said the recent clashes between Russia and Ukraine have made people realize how the U.S. would weaponize its own currency and certain international financial systems to twist and interfere with the operation of the international financial market. The minister said authorities will continue to simplify rules on secondary listing and do more to strengthen Hong Kong's role as a bridge between the mainland and the rest of the world. The convener of the Executive Council, Bernard Chan, has hinted that he won't stay in the top policymaking and advisory body in the new government headed by incoming Chief Executive John Lee. He said he would like to see Hong Kong undergo new changes. I have served in uh, Executive Council for almost 13 years uh, under pretty much all four chief executives, so it's been quite some time already. I'm sure that the incoming chief executive uh, would have his own, his own team. Uh, he was, I'm pretty sure that he, he will have his own uh, recruits for the new Executive Council, so uh, I, I think Hong Kong deserves uh, new changes and new hope. He added that he believed resuming quarantine-free travel with the mainland remained the new government's top priority. Shanghai continues to see a decline in COVID-19 infections, logging 122 new local cases, 29 of which were symptomatic. Beijing saw 21 new local cases, including 14 symptomatic ones. Commercial activities, meanwhile, are gradually resuming in the two main cities. Shanghai Media said hundreds more financial institutions will be allowed to resume operations from Wednesday, while a number of shopping malls have reopened in the Chaoyang district of Beijing. Russia's ambassador to the UK has told the BBC he does not believe Moscow will use tactical nuclear weapons in the war against Ukraine. Andre Keelin spoke to the BBC's Clive Myrie. Do you believe that there could be the use of a, a tactical nuclear weapon in the war in Ukraine? Tactical nuclear weapon, in accordance with the Russian military doctrine, is not used in conflicts like that at all. So you do not believe that will happen? I don't think Can you categorically no. say it no. will not happen? We, we have a very strict provision on the issues of the use of tactical nuclear weapon, and it is mainly when the existence of the state is endangered. 
President Biden has urged Americans to make their voices heard to prevent further gun violence following the mass shooting at an elementary school in Texas. Mr Biden will visit the town of Uvalde later today, where 19 children and two teachers died when an 18-year-old went on the rampage with a semi-automatic rifle. The BBC's Will Grant has this report. President Biden faces a challenge in striking the right balance in Uvalde. Primarily, he will be there to offer his condolences and sympathy to the victims' families. As someone who has lost children himself, he will be deeply empathetic to their loss. Before travelling to Uvalde, Mr Biden told students in Delaware it was still possible to make America safer. But as he seeks cross-party support for tighter gun regulations, he's in direct conflict with leading Republicans who blame the problem on issues of school security and mental health. Such questions, however, may well be paused for a few hours in Uvalde while he mourns the 21 victims of one of the worst school shootings in US history. And now to the weather forecast. It'll be mainly fine and hot apart from isolated showers this afternoon. The outlook hot with sunny periods and one or two showers in the next few days. Currently at the observatory it's 30 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity now at 74%. And please be aware the thunderstorm warning will remain effective until 14.30 hours today. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Floods and mudslides caused by torrential rain in northeastern Brazil have led to the deaths of at least 35 people. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha has the details. Most of the victims died when their homes were buried in tons of mud following the collapse of a hillside in one of the poorest communities in the city of Recife, known as Ibuda. There were mudslides in other poor areas of the city. Forecasters say more storms are expected in the next few weeks, which mark the beginning of the annual rainy season in Brazil's northeastern region. More than 70% of Recife's average rainfall for the month has fallen in the past day. The metro system and bus services were suspended across the city, which has a population of 1.5 million people. The British government will launch a consultation this week on bringing back imperial measurements. This latest announcement, a repeat of one made last year, coincides with Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee. The BBC's Ben Wright explains. Well, this is an issue that's always caused quite a lot of passion, particularly among people who are pro-Brexit, that the UK couldn't use imperial measurements because, of course, EU directives insisted that they needed to be metric measurements. Although I should say that in the UK, you know, metric and imperial has always sort of coexisted alongside each other. But the government will ask people what they think, whether there should be more pounds and ounces in the shops or not. The Labour MP Angela Regal is not impressed by this and said the government was attempting to weaponise nostalgia for a time few could remember and even fewer wish to return to. The top prize at the Cannes Film Festival, the Palm Door, has been won by the Swedish director Ruben Ostlund for Triangle of Sadness, a bitingly funny social satire. The film places models and the ultra-rich on a cruise ship, only to find their status undermined by unexpected events. Mr Ostlund said he was overjoyed. We were aiming to do a wild, entertaining movie that, where we had a content that we thought was important, where the audience should discuss afterwards. But they should also have really, really fun when they watch the movie. I'm very, very happy that the, audience, uh, the jury acknowledged that and gave a film that is basically considered a, a satire or a comedy, uh, The Golden Palm. 
to sports and in football Real Madrid have beaten Liverpool 1-0 to win the European Champions League a second half goal by Vinicius Junior settled the match it's the 14th time the Spanish side has won the title a record the kickoff was delayed by more than half an hour as fans struggled to get into the stadium from Paris here's the BBC's Dan Johnson UEFA said turnstiles at the Liverpool end were blocked by thousands of fans who'd bought fake tickets. It said even though kick-off was delayed, numbers grew outside the ground and police used tear gas to disperse the crowd. The French interior minister was also quick to blame English fans. But Liverpool supporters said poor organisation delayed them getting to their seats despite arriving at the stadium in plenty of time and they accused police of being heavy-handed. To athletics, where the third of this year's Diamond League meetings has been taking place in Eugene, Oregon. And the BBC's Ed Harry is the details. In less than 50 days, Eugene will host the World Championships and in between the showers at Saturday's Diamond League, some big names advance their case for world gold. Olympic champion Elaine Thompson-Hero was a convincing winner of the women's 100. Her Jamaican compatriot Shelly-Ann Fraser-Price equally so over 200. The men's 100 was won by Trayvon Brumel with reigning world champion Christian Coleman only third. Middle distance honours went to Olympic silver medalist Keely Hodgkinson in her 800 while the twice and reigning Olympic champion Faith Kipyegon took the 1500 metres. Jakob Ingebrigtsen is the men's Olympic champion over that distance. He won the mile comfortably. And Ferrari's Charles Leclerc has secured pole position for his home Monaco Formula One Grand Prix for the second year in a row. Leclerc is joined on the front row by Spanish teammate Carlos Sainz, who was unable to compete his final, final lap after running into Mexican Sergio Perez's crashed Red Bull with the cars blocking the track. Leclerc trails Max Verstappen by six points in this season's Drivers' Championship. Verstappen qualified fourth fastest, and that means he'll start from the second row of the grid on the in the Red Bull car. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The financial secretary heaps praise on the national security law, saying it cemented Hong Kong's role as an international financial hub. The convener of the Executive Council says he's unlikely to remain at the top policy-making body when the new administration takes over. And the new COVID infections in Shanghai continue to fall. And you've been listening to the news on RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.
Mac's book that if SS will fold you and your Mac book close shows shut you down before we go go backwards act up and whether we high or low we gonna get back up like the Dow Jones and NASDAQ sort of like a dog in a ass crack come on I took on alligators and little rattlesnakers but I'm another flavor something like a terminator ain't no equivocating I fight for what I Classy Brass. 